gonna be a hot one Hot sweat on my pillow's not fun But I'm not one to willow in no hot sun When I wake it's like I'm bathing And I roll over records playing now But I'm still laying down No need to move a muscle Today's plans are taking my What's up internet? Welcome to episode 9 of the Fantasy Unicorns podcast We are a fantasy basketball podcast with a focus on Dynasty Leagues my name is Kevin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin So, and I'm here tonight with Starks. Hey guys, it's Starks here. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be in the world of fantasy. Um, Starks is here. Go ahead and say you can reach me on my Twitter handle as well at Starks underscore Industry. I'm the guy with the Iron Man uh, avatar, and actually we just had some recent news here, Kevin and uh, Russell Westbrook just hit the floor pretty hard. Oh, doesn't look too good. He smacked his hand on the floor. Um, you know, any uh, fantasy player right now that has the capability of uh, going ahead and get on their site to grab um, Dennis Schroeder just in case, go ahead and do that. Roster him on your bench as quickly as possible because we don't know what it is. We'll go ahead and bring updates on anything that happens while we're recording and saying that I'm going to pass the ball back to Kevin. Yeah, uh, I just heard about the Westbrook injury too. Um I guess he had to limp back to the locker room. So that could be a problem. We'll see. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that I, he usually comes back from injuries pretty quickly, right? He's yeah, one of those guys, I feel like. So you never know. But not not a bad idea just to, you know, grab Schroeder if he's available, just in case. Um, and But if he were out, um, you know, I could see definitely uh, Paul George increasing in value. Um Maybe guys, Steven Adams might get a little more usage. Uh, guys like Jeremy Grant, um, Abrinas might have to pick up the slack. So, it's some, you know, if Westbrook were to be out for any period of time, there would be a lot of uh, fantasy implications. So something to think about. Uh, any other guys you can think of? Man, I mean, all, all those guys, they're gross players. Um, typically, <laughs> you know, honestly. Hey, I, Paul, I, I, George, I was... Paul George is good. Well, other than Paul George, let's just put him aside. I mean, Stephen Adams, unfortunately, like, uh, I mean, he's pretty good, but that I don't, they don't use him too much. Yeah, he's not really I, high usage. He's he's just kind of no. more of a better NBA player than fantasy player. I think one of the like you mentioned, Paul George is going to soak up a lot of usage, but I would also say Dennis Schroeder is good to soak mm. that up as well. So they're going to utilize him a lot, right? Yeah, so we'll see. We'll, if we hear anything uh, in the middle of the podcast, we'll definitely uh, fill you guys in. Um, so in other news, uh, and I just saw this, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be getting a start tonight uh, for an injured Avery Bradley, and he's looked really good. He's uh, he's just, when he's on the court, he's always doing something. He's always he's grabbing steals, getting um, just making smart plays, looks really active, really athletic, Um I wonder if, uh, you know, this injury lingers for a little bit. He might kind of just make it so that they can't put him back on the bench. I don't know. He's looked sort of, you know, almost like a one of the more elite rookies from, from this season so far. And I think he definitely has the potential to become a really good player. Um, and he might even end up starting, um, you know, on a, a long-term basis sooner rather than later, if, if, depending on how he does here and how long that injury lasts. What, what do you think, Starks? Yeah, I mean, definitely that. And, and just him being in a dynasty league, if you have him, I, I you should be happy because I, I think it's either sooner than later that he can start um, for you. 
and obviously for the team. But I just think he – I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter that, you know, or not even on Twitter, but on ESPN, wherever you may have seen, that he had this one move with the Euro step. Did you see that highlight? Yeah, though? yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, you know, not just that it's cool, but, I mean, he does things on the court that would be really fantasy relevant as far as stats goes. And Avery Bradley, you know, it's kind of sad to see how he is this year. I really thought, you know, maybe he would bounce back a little bit. I didn't expect him to be the Avery Bradley from, you know, Boston. Right. The little time frame that he had. But I thought he would have a little bit of a bounce back juice. But it's really not looking like that this year. Yeah, between the emergence of SGA and, you know, the, the obviously the, the really good offensive play by Lou Williams, yeah. um, there just hasn't been enough minutes. And he just, he just hasn't looked like the same player since he left Boston. I don't know if that's – a testament to Brad Stevens or what, but uh, you know, he just hasn't, hasn't really come back to, to where he was in, in Boston. So, um, but you know, I'm excited to see what SGA can do. I, I know about a week ago, he lit up the wizards, um, which yeah. isn't saying a lot, but he, he had, <laughs> he had a 10, eight, seven game. Isn't that your team? Yeah, that's my team. Oh, that's and, and I was saying he had, he had a 10, eight, seven game with two steals and a three shooting 50%. So that's, that's what he can do. And, and that was only in uh, 28 minutes. So he's a guy that, that can definitely put up some of the counting stats. Um, and so if he's available, uh, you know, in deeper leagues, you definitely want to keep an eye and, and maybe pick him up 12 team leagues. It's definitely a monitor situation. Uh-huh. See how he does tonight. Um, but be ready to move quick because if he starts lighting it up, he's going to be gone. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, other news, um, and not really news, but more just kind of uh, player discussion. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, DeAndre Ayton, the number one overall pick uh, from the NBA draft this year. And he's looked he's looked good. Um, and just to look him up on – he is number 26 right now overall in fantasy in nine cats. So uh, really riding high on – very high field goal percentage, uh, 63%, and pulling down um, 10.7 boards. So 16 points, 10.7 boards, 3.4 assists, which is nice. I mean, you don't uh-huh. really see that from a, a rookie big like that very often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the steals and blocks could be better. Um, well, the steals are pretty good, 0.8 steals, but the blocks, 0.9. That's kind of what his the one knock on him was that he wasn't really going to be a guy, you know, like a JJJ that could uh, – rack up a lot of blocks so that that seems to be showing out so far but we'll see he um he hasn't shot any threes yet but mm-hmm. i think that could become part of his game too so he obviously has a bright future um and i have him um you know i have him finishing somewhere probably in the, the 30s this season uh right now number 26 that's mm-hmm. a really good start i don't know what, what's your take on him yeah, I believe Josh Lloyd had him pegged around the, the top 40, 50th range. Um, I actually also agree with you. I have him at a top 30 range this year. Uh, you know, in general, you know, 16 points and 10 rebounds, you know, averaging a double-double already for a rookie and, you know, the high efficiency on the floor at 63%. Um, you know, what I am a little concerned, I know he didn't bring it from college, at least I don't believe he did, Um as far as block rate goes, but I was looking at him in preseason and he was racking up blocks. Yeah. You know, and it's not really there, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he can't get more blocks during the season, um, you know, in general, but 
you know, one thing like I always preach and, and mention about is, you know, free, um, excuse me, field goal attempts. And he's only taken 11, like averaging. And I think his last game, he shot less than that. It, it appears, and I could be wrong. I have to check that. But, you know, Phoenix, they're not – it just makes me upset. You know, you're shooting 63%. Let the man shoot. I mean, he's already doing a little bit more. Like, I love to see him orchestrate, passing the ball. You know, like you were saying, he's averaging 3.4 assists this year. For a big man, That that's really good. And he can average more, you know, if they ran a little bit more of the offense through him. So I don't know why Phoenix, and I know it's a, a Devin Booker team, but you know that that's a one-two punch that they should be, you know, utilizing. I agree. He, I mean, those are the by far their their two best players that they need to be leaning on. He is getting over thirty-two minutes a game, which is good. Um, and I agree. The sixteen points on on that type of field goal percentage shows, you know, he's he's not really taking a ton of shots yet. So they're not they're not running the offense through him as much as they should. Although, uh, you know, he's obviously setting other guys up with 3.4 assists. Um, I think, I think his, his shots will, will, will go up as the season goes on and you know, he, he'll start creeping up towards that 20 point uh, mark. I feel like um, maybe not quite reach it, but I could see him hovering around 18, 19 points by the end of the season. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's been, he's been a really nice, uh, a nice rookie um, and somebody that I wasn't as high on uh, from the draft, but, after watching him in summer league and preseason, I definitely came around and, and was starting to to grab him early in drafts. Um, you know, sometime in the like in the, the third or fourth rounds. So oh, yeah. um, he's a he's a, a guy to watch. And, and for dynasty leagues, he's definitely um, he's he's a, a real blue chip. So I mean, he's a guy that if you have him, you you got that center position locked down for the next you know ten years or so. So that's that's really good. Yeah, for you process-driven, you know, fantasy players out there, this is the player you want to process with. And right. He's definitely going to perform for you this year and for the future. And, you know, yeah. uh, also saying on top of that, I'm also on Instagram. And someone DM me. You can find me on my Instagram page at, um, you know, fantasyunicorns underscore Starks. I'm also on Instagram. And the guy had asked me on this trade uh, for De- – it was DeAndre – excuse me, Aiton and, and Devin Booker for Julius Randle and Vic, uh, Victor Oladipo, what, what do you think on that trade? What side would you rather have? So, so I'm sorry, it was Aiton and Booker for mm-hmm. Depot and who? Uh, Depot and who, uh, Julius Randle. Which side do you take? Uh, I'm probably taking the, the Phoenix side on that one. Exactly. I, I am with the greens with you on that. He was offered uh, Aiton and, and Booker for that, for that duo. So, and essentially, I mean, you, you got to take that trade. You know, that's definitely, uh, you know, and even that's standard, you know, that's a standard league. And I mean, if that was dynasty, oh, that's easy to say it's dynasty. But even for a redraft league, I think that's a better deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, the more I let it sink in, I'm like, yeah, you definitely you want DeAndre Ayton and, and, and Booker on your team. So yeah. even, even though Depot has that he had that top 10 season or was it top 10 or it was around top 10. Top 10. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, he hasn't hasn't quite come back to that this season. Um, so it's it's looking like a, a definite go with the, the Phoenix side on that trade. Yeah, and I, as far as Dippo goes, I know we didn't really have him on our, you know, to, to really talk about him, but I'll say this, you know, real quick. I am a, deep, a Dippo guy, um, but the thing is, I didn't see him repeating what he did last year. You know, I, I really seen him um, as more of the player that he is now. That He was supposed to be a couple years ago when he was on, OKC, okay, but 
as you guys know, he did not do good in OKC. So the Dippo that you see now is what I really thought he was going to be other than last year. So we're just going to see how, you know, how he finishes this year, you know, moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so next we're going to play a little game. It's called Who Would You Rather Roster? And this is, again, Dynasty Leagues. So keep that in mind. This is Who Would You Rather Have on Your Team? in a dynasty league. And I'm going to steal the ball real quick. I just got a report that uh, Russell Westbrook is just, they're just saying it's a sprained ankle. Uh, Royce Young reported that. So we'll see what happens on that. Okay. I bet he, I bet he doesn't even miss one game. (laughs) Probably not. I say that he's, he's just that kind of guy, but we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to the game, who would you rather roster? Again, reminding you guys, this is for dynasty leagues and I'm going to throw these at Starks and, and, get his takes because he's he's kind of the the dynasty master here so all right between the kellys kelly olenic and kelly Ubre. Mm, i'm gonna take Ubre on that okay any reason um the reason is it's more of a gut a gut call by me okay i like olenic olenic is a good player but it just appears that Ubre is actually he's actually looked a little bit more solid than he has from the beginning getting opportunity in, in Washington and not saying Otto Porter is going to be a bust this year he typically starts out slow he does and um but to have Ubre to you know be in a rotation along with Porter you know that bodes well and they just you know son I wouldn't say it's unfortunate for you guys for the wizard fans you know including yourself Kevin that you guys signed the contract with uh, Porter but even, you know, they can still coexist with each other. And I think Ubre is, is getting the opportunity to get, you know, more shots and chances out there. So yeah. it's just more it's just more in general of a gut call. Okay. What you, what's your I, thoughts on them? No, I, I you know I, I can I can agree with that. Um I wasn't really sure which way I was gonna go because I I do like a Linux game. I like you know, I like big guys that can stretch the floor. Um but uh, and they had that scuffle a couple of years ago in the playoffs. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ubre's looks better this year. I think I think I was expecting a bigger year from him last year. I was expecting a little bit of a leap. It didn't really happen. And I don't think he does enough to really get excited about in fantasy. Like, he's, he's a solid scorer. But, you know, he's not – and he gets a couple boards. But he doesn't really get assists. That's you true. You know, he's not a good steals guy. Um, I'm trying to look him up right now. Um, let's see what's he get. He's getting 14 points a game, five rebounds, but you know, 0.6 assists, 0.6 steals, 0.8 blocks, shooting 42.4%. So that's that hurts you a little bit. Um, yeah, 1.73 is that's not bad. So, I mean, he's you cut like guys there. that get more oh, counting stats, and I, 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 like, yeah. I like guys that can get. Get, at least give me a couple assists, you know, or, you know. Yeah, you're, um, you're cutting out there, Kevin. Uh, oh, okay. Get the ball from you here for a second. Yeah, I mean, in, in essentially, you know, kind of what you're saying, it, it makes sense. I, I always like to tend to uh, – I'm having a hard time pulling my stats up as we speak, but I will also say that it's hard to have a, a player on your team that is not really living up to certain stats um, spots that we want to look for for fantasy players um, in general. Are you, are you there, Kev? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, yeah, I, I agree. It's 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 just he's not the type of player I usually like to have. I like I like guys that can 
get me some some other stats besides scoring. But scoring's important too. Yeah. He's been stepping up with uh Markeith Morris not really being that effective. Um so, you know, we'll see. And hey, we'll see if the Wizards pay him next year. I don't I don't I'm not really sure what the plan is for that. <laughs> so, all right. So you went you went Ubre. Uh I agree. All right, next one, who would you rather roster? Wendell Carter Jr. Or Jonathan Isaac. Oh, oh, you guys in the fantasy world should know who I'm picking. I'm gonna go with uh, my boy Wendell Carter Jr. on this. And uh, you know, tonight because we're we're you know recording this as games are going on, he fouled out. Uh, he scored 11 points and 13 rebounds in 22 minutes. So just imagine, you know, what he would have done if he would have had at least 30 minutes, along with two assists and two blocks. He didn't shoot too efficient, unfortunately. But again, like I was saying in the last podcast. They're starting to get let him almost a little bit of an unleash. I'm not going to say that he's being unleashed now, but they're starting to trust him more with the ball to make more shots, and that's what I like to see in my players. Not only do they take high field goal attempts, but they're also filling the stat sheet up in the whole the whole nine. Because if you're not just like what Kevin was saying, I don't want to I don't want an Andrew Wiggins on my team. You know, that's just my preference. Uh, right. You don't, you don't want a player that just scores points. But points is important to have on your team. But if you're just scoring points and nothing else, Wiggins, I'm going to leave that to a different owner. Because uh, a lot of other coaches are going to always like points. And uh, Wiggins is still a name. And I'm getting off a little subject here. I apologize, guys. But Wiggins is a player because I'm going on the rain. It's going to happen. It always happens. <laughs> Wiggins is always going to be a name that people are going to be drawn to. So that's another player that you have on your team. You should try to trade him for another coach that does different peripheral stats. So honestly, buying low is an example like this is trying to sell Wiggins to get um, auto Porter. That's something I would do right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. You, you went, you went way off on, 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 yeah, on the short sure this one, but that's, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> All right. So yeah, obviously yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. is, is, uh, is your guy. I like Jonathan Isaac a lot. Um, that's your boy. The, ahead, the man. injuries are, are kind of tough right now. Uh, and he's having a lot of fouling issues too. When he, when he is on the court, he's got that upside. He's got that, you know, at any game he could hit two threes, get two blocks, two steals which is always a nice, a nice thing to have. Um, so I'm kind of torn between the two. Um, so just to make it interesting, I'm going to go Isaac on this one um, <laughs> for dynasty. Obviously this year, it looks like Wendell Carter Jr. is going to have a better season than him uh, unless something happens. But I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, two years down the road, maybe, uh, you know, he puts it all together and it's just this kind of force in Orlando. So, all right. So you believe in your heart, you know, the next two years, Isaac is going to be better than Carter. No, I'm saying I'm going to just, <laughs> just rather... roll the dice on it <laughs> okay. and say, I think, I think he has the potential to do that. And I'm just going to, I'm going to go with him just, just because I got you. All right. Next, next matchup here. Who would you rather roster Karis Levert or Bradley Beal? Oh, your boy, Karis Levert. Uh, I'm going to take Beal. Um, you know, I, I definitely understand, you know, uh, Karis LeVert, he is, he's a world beater right now. It's, it's, it, it's apparent. And I will say this, I will um, admit that I'm starting to believe into what you were selling me. At first, what you were selling a few episodes ago, you were saying to me that, hey, 
you know, you was pretty confident in what you said, too. You said, man, he's a top 50 player this year. I'm like, what? I was like, man, we got we to gotta wait a little bit more. But right now how um, Karis LeVert is looking and the, the, them trusting them with the keys pretty much, he's he's really looking like it. But I'm still going to be um, on the safer side and, and say Bradley Bill even for a dynasty league. Okay, that that's fair. Um, it you know, Beal is definitely a better player right now. Um, you know, he, he's only a year older too, so it's not like we're talking about someone that's twenty eight versus twenty. Right. Um, but I feel like Beal is at his ceiling. I think I think this is as good as he gets. Um, unless something happens, unless they trade Wall, unless he gets traded, I think you know he's he's going to be a guy that's going to get you. You know. He's going to score. He's going to get you the 23 points. Um, you know, he'll get a couple rebounds, a couple assists, not much in the steals category. Yeah. He, you know, he's an okay three-point shooter. I feel like as good of a stroke as he has, he's not as good as he should be at shooting threes. I feel like he should be hitting more. Um, but, you know, solid percentage guy. Um, should be a better free throw shooter than he is, but that's, that's another thing. Um, <laughs> but Levert? You know, he's he's coming up there and I, he's a guy that I think he, he can get more of those counting stats. So he will he can get you five boards. He can get you five plus assists. Um, he can get you a, a steal and a half and, and a hit um, just as many threes and have better percentages. Um, and I think he's definitely on a trajectory where the Nets have him as their guy. You know, they're there's they're talking him up and he's definitely he's becoming the fan favorite and, and sort of the de facto leader on this team. So I like where he's headed. I'm curious to see, you know, what he looks like next year, where he gets drafted next year in drafts. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to slightly edge out Beal and, and go with Levert on my end. Uh, so. uh, and did you just, did you just hear, or did you just hear Kevin guys? I just want to know this also, if this, if I heard this right, did you say he can make as many threes as Bill could like, the he, he could make he could make close to as many. So he, you know, he's making. <laughs> I guess he's making one and a half threes. I'm hey. saying there's potential. I'm not saying he's there right now. Hey, I get it, man. But you're you're drinking this sauce hard, man. It's <laughs> hey, man. It's it's okay, man. <laughs> if that's we'll you know, see. We'll see. I, we'll hey, that's fine. I appreciate the confidence too, because I mean, Karis LeVert is killing. He's what ranked? He's ranked 44 this year. Bradley Bill's you know ranked 28. So, so in saying that, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, okay. So Beal shooting 36.5% from three. Okay. And Karis LeVert shooting 33.3%. So it's not like there's a huge gap in, in, in how well they're shooting it. It's right now Beal is just shooting more threes. But I think that LeVert has it in him to, to shoot more threes and to not shoot more threes, threes, but he can, he can be in the ballpark. And I'm so not you, saying right now, but I'm saying I'm you know I'm talking in in Dynasty. I think his ceiling is 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 somewhere where he can approach that. Okay, so and I'm I'm sorry, I just gotta keep bothering you about it. You know, no, like, no, you, put, you always put me in a hard spot, so I want to make sure that I block you this time. Sure, you know, sure. So Bill's averaging three threes, and see, like you said, Lavert is averaging one point five. So you believe in a Dynasty that he can reach at, at least elite three pointers at three at some point in his career. I think he has it in him, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. I mean, like I said, I he may not ever be as good as Beal. He's going to be better at rebounds. He's going to be better at, at assists. He's going to be better yeah. at steals. He's going to have higher percentages. 
And the threes, you know, maybe Beal's better than him at threes, but it's not going to be such a big difference that it's a problem. But I, I do appreciate, you know, him uh... – getting the assist and even the steals rate, you know, that's a pretty good steal. Yeah, that's a pretty high steal rate at 1.5 revert. And I need to be honest, I didn't even know that, you know. I know this is your guy, so hopefully, yeah. you know, next year if, if there's, a, you know, another league that we get in, I, I can try to snipe you on him. But we'll see, know, yeah, we'll see. I know you got him in most leagues. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last last one here. Who would you rather roster? And this this one may be the most controversial depending on how you go. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to take the King LeBron James versus Chris Middleton. So again, this is dynasty leagues. This is not for right now. This is for your dynasty. Who are you, who are you picking up? Okay. So you want me to be the bad guy to the world? That's fine. So I, I guess I'm still the villain in glasses. So since I'm the villain, you probably already know what I'm going to answer. Sorry, you know, to the world there, it's going to be Chris Middleton. Ooh. Yeah. Dynasty league, you know, LeBron James is, still amazing and he's only getting finer with age you know what i'm saying it's it's sad in a good way because it's like he's better essentially than when he was rookie you know his rookie well season, he, he's so. having to be fair he is having kind of a, a rough season yeah. so well far. this year yeah this yeah. year i, I guess mean, his I'm stats still, are still solid but yeah yeah Sorry, i guess I'm st- no you're fine i'm just still thinking of last year but no mm-hmm. lebron james even though he hasn't been the lebron james of last year he's still he's 11 he's ranked 11 this year yeah and, he's, and that's him not playing that good you know right. from what we are typically used to and Middleton is ranked this year at 19 so LeBron is still ahead of Middleton um essentially but you know I would still take Middleton you know he's still you know uh, Le- LeBron is older but he's 33 Middleton is younger my Middleton 20. might be 27 or 28 yeah he's 27 okay 27 so and uh Middleton is also going to give you those elite threes. He's almost at four, you know, also along with, uh, you know, he'll still give you a decent steal rate and he's shooting great at the free throw line. You know, LeBron James is still, even though he's having a little bit more of a down season that we're accustomed to, he's still filling the stat sheet. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still first round value. And, yeah. and like you said, he, he's down right now. So he, he, you know, he has plenty of room to improve and, and, get that ranking back up um and yeah he totally carried his team last season and he's capable i mean he's just we've never you know, we've never seen a player like him before i feel like you know, you know I, I also think that maybe he's really trying to let the lakers do more because he's probably at this point tired of doing everything he's trying to let them maybe see what they have for la so that way he can see the ball to them pretty much yeah no yeah. pun intended right yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you here, and I'm gonna take LeBron. Um, oh man! I think he's 33, but he's a tank. Um, and as long as he still wants to play, um, you know, he's he's got at least two or three more years of elite value. Um, just he's such a smart player. He knows how to use his body. He takes care of himself. Um, he's just a freak. So I, I, I don't think he's going to have the type of drop off that you see other stars have, at, you know, starting in their, their mid thirties. So I'll take him and I'll, I'll take that top 10 value for the next couple of seasons. And, and then I'll figure out, you know, where to go from there. 
Are you sure this doesn't stem off from our dynasty league? You've been <laughs> stuck with him all these years, and you've been trying to trade him off. Look, sure. look, look. We don't need to bring it. We don't need to dig up okay. the past here. Uh, right. Um, no, I. You know, I was trying to. I was trying to trade him. I got caught up in, in trying to get a little bit younger. <laughs> mainly, mainly, I was just like, you know what? No one's beating Stark's team for the next twenty years, so I gotta figure out something else. But, um, you know. Not- I'm, I've come, I've, I've sort of like with Gallo. I'm, I'm at peace with him now. <laughs> um, I've accepted him as part of my team, and and I appreciate him. I appreciate you know how how ridiculous he is, and and I'll, I'll I welcome him to uh, any of my teams. So yeah, that's fine. That, <laughs> so it looks, it looks like we only agreed on one. That's interesting. All right. Yeah, that's that's that is pretty interesting. Yeah. So, um, last episode i think uh i don't know if it was last episode or not starks had mentioned sort of his mentality of the ride um and how he uh is that gm that likes to take other gms on rides on trades which is (laughs) basically just abusing people um is, is is what he likes to do um he's been uh showing off some of his trades that have gone down um I, I personally would like to see, and maybe Jesse can help us out with this later, uh, just a, <laughs> maybe a record of some of his <laughs> trades over the last year or two, just so the people can see the type of nonsense that he's up to. But I come from a different strategy, and I wanted to talk to you guys about this. I'm going to probably turn this into some sort of article down the road. But what I like to do, I don't like to send people on rides. <laughs> you know, I have a conscience. I don't like to. I don't like to do that. I don't like to hurt people. Um, I like to come up with a trade that will be mutually beneficial. And you'll hear me use that term, mutually beneficial. That's that's exactly what it is. I look. I, I study teams. I study every team when I'm in a league, and I, you know, I try to figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are. And I try to formulate a trade that is both fair in value but we'll also improve both of our teams. So if I see that, you know, you're doing, you're kind of mediocre at three pointers, uh, but with a little boost, you can start winning that category and you're really weak in blocks, but you got one guy that's really good at blocks. I need blocks, but I have a lot of extra threes. Let's talk, you know, we can make that happen so that I start winning more of those blocks uh, categories in matchups and you start catching some of those threes, uh, uh, in your matchups. So I like to do, like I said, mutually beneficial. And so it wor- it works in a lot of ways. You know, it, it one, again, you're, you're helping yourself, but you're also helping your trade partner. And when other teams see you doing that, they know that you're coming from a place of strategy, both to improve yourself, but also to help them out. So there's a little bit more trust involved there. Um, people realize that you're not just out to swindle them and, uh, you know, you want to you want to create that uh, reputation that people understand that you're going <laughs> to give a fair trade, but you're also looking out for their best interests as well as yours as, you know, a thanks for for working with each other. You know, it's that type of relationship that you build within within the leagues, especially Dynasty. You know, redraft leagues are another thing where, you know, you, you have your team and then it's 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 over before you know it. But with Dynasty, you really you really get to know your team, you get to know your players, you get to know the other teams, the other GMs, and really kind of build those relationships. And again, you want to look for, again, I'm going to keep using that term, the mutually beneficial (laughs) trade. That's your goal. And that's, that's where I'm coming from. And that's what I wanted to share with you guys as a way to, to really approach your trades. 
Uh, and I'll throw it to Starks if, if he has any comments. <laughs> or any, I hear a lot of laughing going on, and I, you know, I want to say he can go ahead and say it. Oh, I mean, you know, everything sounded good, man. You know, it sounded real good coming out your mouth. It sounds like how I negotiate trades in general. And, you know, I'll be honest, like, when it comes to that type of stuff, there's things I don't like to share, especially I have to have a Kobe mentality, especially in fantasy in general. But I'll share a little bit in how I operate, you know, a couple of episodes ago, even with, uh, you know, Dennis on, you know, I had asked them that are on or with uh, Kevin or excuse me, Dennis on with us right now mentioning, you know, if a trade happened and, you know, it was a ride trade, you know, would you accept it? You know, if you're in my shoes, would you accept the trade? And then he was like, yes. Right. And that's also in the fantasy world too. Like, so would you accept the trade if you got the better players? If you said no, would you say, actually, I'm sorry, would you say no or would you say yes? Right. So let me just go back a little bit of what, um, Kevin was just talking about the mutually beneficial. It sounds good, right? Gives you the good guy. You know, he comes to the door. He's carrying his briefcase. He's got a tie. He's got a smile <laughs> on his face. He got the little badge on his chest. Like, hey, let's do let's do a deal. We're gonna get this done. You know, shake hands and smile and make sure every a beach party gets what they want. That's perfectly fine. I do the same thing. The only difference is when I turn around and I shake the customer's hand. I make sure I get in my car first before I start laughing. So in saying that, how the ride goes, you just, like I was saying before, I just give you a, just the tip of the iceberg. I will talk about a player's team or a coach's team, a GM's team. You know, look at the market. I, For me, all players are for sale. As long Everybody has a price. If you want the player, if you want, let's just say you want the Greek freak from me. I'm not going to say, oh, he's off the table. A lot of fantasy owners do that. And I'm going to tell you now, you shouldn't do that. You should have, at least the Starks mentality, you should have everybody for sale. You don't want to have the market closed. You just got to know how to market each player. So just like I was saying one of the episodes, hey, you know, you just send an offer to somebody, expect them to accept. It doesn't work that way. You talk to the owner, you know, consistently, you build a good rapport with them, you know, and be like, hey, you know, how's your day going? You know, you talk about work. That's what you got to step away from fantasy a little bit. Got to open their mind a little bit, you know, to be more accepted to you. Build trust. (laughs) You got to build trust. You got to be a friend to them. Because at the end of the day, it's about playing fantasy and enjoying it. Unfortunately for me, I get a little bit giddy giddy on the inside. But I did tweet something out today because I'm going in in a, you know, in circles because it's like one of those things. I don't want to tell you everything, but eventually I will, you guys. But I did tweet out something today about a trade. And the trade that actually went down in our league was uh, this was before the season happened, okay? So the tweet that I put down was uh, I took someone for a ride, Stark style. The trade happened before the season started. So, you know, this uh, ride can happen multiple ways. So the offer on the table was uh, George Hill and uh, Markel Fultz. I like how you just – Laugh as you say the names. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So George Hill, Markel Fultz for Kemba Walker and Otto Porter. (laughs) So before, you know, some people get mad and some people may laugh. Here's one thing to keep in mind. Markel Fultz had a lot of hype before the season started. He was looking good in the preseason. That is is essentially 
something you sell high on quickly as possible. You make sure that you get a solid player. This is not something that's easily going to happen. But with all that hype, you have to take advantage of a player like that. That is what you call a rare commodity, and you have to take advantage of a rare commodity like that. Now, I'm not saying that Markel Fultz, the the hype train that was coming along with him, was going to essentially be projected and and actually come out this season because it's still one of those things – it's unknown. It looks like it, it looks to be, you know, too good to be true. And it could be true, but it, I don't want to take that risk. And along with you, fantasy um, coaches should also keep that in consideration. So I got a lot of heat. Not, well, actually, not too much heat. You got a couple people laughing in the tweet. Then you said you, you had an owner, or excuse me, a coach in the league that mentioned that, uh, you know, even with the hype that was going along in that trade, that shouldn't be allowed in the league. Now, let me make sure this is clear to everybody. And just like Kevin mentions it as well, all trades should go through unless there is collusion going on in the league. You should not – that's when a trade should not be allowed, when it's collusion involved. All trades go down. You cannot control another coach's desire. You You can't basically coach their team. They made that decision. That's up to them. That's just you baby, pretty much babysitting them. So in saying all of that, so I'll get to the bottom line of it, that's how you take someone for a ride. There you have it. <laughs> oh, man, so many rides. Anyway, I think we're out of time here. Yeah. So <laughs> I will remind everyone here, um, one, be careful, don't go on those rides. <laughs> Always look for the mutually beneficial. And uh, two, catch our stuff at uh, – fantasyunicorns.wordpress.com we're putting out articles uh, Jesse just put out another DFS article today uh, he's helping people win that money and uh, you know uh, Starks and I will have some more stuff out soon Dennis will, will be working on something um, so keep an eye out for that uh, follow me at Kevin So on Twitter I'm on there like all the time now I'm definitely addicted to Twitter I think so uh, I'll pass it to Starks yeah, he was cutting out too. I think you're passing the ball. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, you can also, excuse me, you can follow me at uh, st- actually Twitter. Just to mention this too, you know, me and Kevin are at a thousand follows. So go ahead and give us more. You know, more people come listen to our podcast and follow us. So that way we can help you with your, you know, your dynasty league, your standard league, your DFS. Jesse's gonna give you those answers. Um, also Dennis we're going to help you follow them also you'll be able to see them in our tweets if we don't have their Twitter handles handles right now but we'll include them in you know a message so that way you can follow them if we can't get to your answer a lot sooner than later because we definitely want to help you out Um, but you can find me on Instagram also now Uh, my Instagram page is fantasy unicorns underscore starts you can shoot messages to me over there I might be able to get to you also there well, I will get to you there also. And then Twitter, uh, again, you can find me at Starks underscore industry. I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar. And uh, last thing, we like to take a clutch shot. I know we're going to wrap things up here. Let me see what's going on. So there was an overtime game that went down. Actually, oh, wow, I was going to second overtime. I don't know how it's going to end. Chicago is at 115. New York is at 115. Uh, going into the third overtime? My goodness. So Zach wow. Levine has... 40 points, 
four rebounds, four assists, two blocks, three steals. Shooting the ultra uh, efficient, 13 for 25, four three-pointers. So that's an interesting game. So, you know, that's my clutch shot for the night. I'm going to give the ball for a clutch shot for, for Kevin there. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they beat Detroit tonight, and he had 27, 8, and 4 with a block. Wow. Uh, and a 3. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's looking good. Oh, two blocks, actually. He had two oh. blocks. And three threes. When I'm, I'm not, I can't. I'm not reading straight. So yeah, two blocks, three threes, twenty-seven points, eight boards, four assists. That's that's pretty impressive stuff. You know, I wonder if he's going to end up in in Minnesota or something. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, thanks again for listening. Again, I'm at Kevin. So I don't know if you heard that over my my audio breaking up, but follow me on Twitter at Kevin So. Uh, and thanks again for listening. All right, guys, take a ride.